Walkins Policy Radio, offering a unique perspective on everything geopolitics, culture creation, the reality of the world we live in. Coming to you live from New York City, your host, Pierce Redmond. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Porkins Policy Radio. As always, I am your host, Pierce Redmond, and you can find this show here at American Freedom Radio, AmericanFreedomRadio.com, as well as on my website, which is PorkinsPolicyReview.com. And, of course, you can uh, support my work by going to Patreon.com slash Pierce Redmond. And uh, we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, uh, soon to be Google Play. I know I keep saying that, but we, we will be uh, momentarily. Uh, and, of course, we're also uh, rebroadcast on Friday nights on a host of other stations, including Awake Radio. And you can also catch us on Saturdays on KYAH, 540 AM in Utah. Well, I hope uh, everyone has had a, uh, a good and safe holiday season thus far. It is uh, the new year. We're in 2018. Uh, and uh, quickly, I want to thank uh, Catherine for recently becoming a supporter of mine on Patreon. So thank you, Catherine. Uh, also, I want to plug the uh, the bonus podcast, the Porkins, Great, uh, Porkins Policy Radio bonus podcast, uh, is out and available. I did manage to sneak it in. Uh, before the the end of 2017, uh, it's a really fun. It's a long episode. Uh, me and Chuck Ocelli reviewed South Park season 21, uh, and we we went episode by episode. Uh, so lots of spoilers for that. Lots of foul language as well. So uh, keep that in mind. And I also want to uh, make everybody aware that uh, Christoph German and I. Uh, finally recorded a new episode of Porkin's Great Game, uh, which is uh, out and available right now. Highly recommend uh, people go and check that out. Uh, we, we talked at length about The Unquiet Frontier, a very, very important uh, geopolitical book written by A. West Mitchell and Jacob Griegel, uh, which is even more relevant given everything that's going on uh, with North Korea and with Iran and these uh, mysterious protests that have erupted. Um, I thought that uh, rather than kind of uh, dump a lot of uh, depressing stuff on you, um, uh, you know, there's so much going on with, like I said, with Iran, North Korea, and all these things. I thought we could we could kick off the new year with a slightly lighter episode. Uh, so um, that's what we're going to have for you today. And this is actually a re- this was episode was requested by a, a listener of mine, uh, Curtis, who uh, emailed me and asked if me and my sister could do a review of Star Wars The Last Jedi, the, the recent installment. So uh, thank you, Curtis, for um, asking uh, us to do this because uh, it, it made my life easier um, preparing for this episode. <laughs> but uh, I am joined in studio by my sister, once again, Emma Redman, whose work you can find at emmaredman.com. Um, and Emma is previously on the show uh, two times now. You, we did a South Park season mm-hmm. 20 review, yeah. and we also did uh, the final season of Orphan Black, and sort of, I guess it was like a whole Orphan Black mm-hmm. review series. So, um, Emma, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. You, did you have a okay New Year's? You said it was a little was, depressing? Like, I live in a house with like, these idiots that we're trying to kick out. It's been a weird year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a few yeah. days in the year, but it's been a weird year. 
Yeah, well, I think it's probably only going to get weirder. But um, Emma, we are we are going to be, as I said, talking about uh, episode eight of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, so you know, prepare yourself right now. Spoilers ahead for the entire film and and all of the previous films. Uh, so if you haven't seen Star Wars, uh, you probably want to turn this I off don't now. Think you're listening to this if you haven't seen a Star Wars. Yeah, film. I mean, I'd hope so, but you know, <laughs> some weird. people get really weird with like spoilers and and they like freak out. Um, but anyway, I I actually saw this on December 14th, mm-hmm. uh, the day before it came out. Um, yeah, and I was a true fan. Um, there were actually like free tickets that uh, a friend of mine got. Um, and uh, I expressed some of my feelings about this on Twitter. Uh, the day after. And I basically said, you know, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Um, and I talked about how, like, Star Wars fans are kind of some of the worst fans out there. Uh, they're, like, the hardest to please. Uh, they, they, you know, they're, they're just sort of like big babies. They, they either, you try some, you try to do something new, they hate it. You do something old, they hate it. Um, and, um, so Emma, with, without any profanity, as I, uh, warned you <laughs> before, cause we're, we are on, uh, AM station, uh, what was your sort of a general take on The Last Jedi? Um, it's, it's really cheesy. Yeah. It's pr- like, I, I didn't really go into it hoping for that much. Like, I thought it could be fun, but, mm. and I guess it, it was fun. It was fun to go, I'm glad I didn't go by myself. It's a fun movie to go and kind of laugh with. I'm very respectful in movies, even <laughs> the stupidest movie. You could be talking in Cars 8 or 7, <laughs> and I would still get upset. Not for this one. Mm. Go and go and laugh. It's pretty, it's, it's cheesy. Yeah, and, and again, I, I think this is a, in, this was interesting because it, it really kind of divided a lot of the Star Wars community. There was like a group of people, uh, including you know all the critics, who said this was like the greatest Star Wars movie ever no made. No one said that. Yeah, that's like a whole what? yeah. There's like a whole segment of uh, of like the community, the Star Wars community, and like critics that were like, this is the best one in in years. This is like rivals Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and then there was a, a pretty large contingent that absolutely hated it um, mm-hmm. for some legitimate reasons, for some that we'll get to, I think, probably in the second hour that are a bit, um, I don't know, more complex um, and psychological um, that, we, that we'll, we'll describe later. But um, I guess, Emma, well, first, first and foremost, where would you rank Force Awakens? I mean, excuse me, The Last Jedi in terms of oh. Force Awakens and Rogue One. Because I know you you hated Rogue One. I think you described when we left Rogue One on Christmas, mm-hmm. you described it as um, you felt like a battered woman who was just <laughs> numb to what had happened. And I, I did feel very numb. I recently tried to rewatch it. Um, could not keep it on. Mm. I think I I like. I think I even went to the bathroom a couple times. Like kept it on. Didn't even like, didn't hit, pause it. Didn't pause it. Didn't even. I wasn't even listening. Mm. Um, could not finish it. Yeah, I felt I felt numb. And going into Last Jedi from what happened mm. at Rogue One, kind of <laughs> went in <laughs> feeling a little numb. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what about Force Awakens? Do you, I thought because Force Awakens. I like Force I really Awakens liked too. It. I think it was everything I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything original. It wasn't anything. Uh, that I haven't seen. No, it was a new hope. It was, yeah, it was a new hope. But it was pretty great. I really liked it. It was fun, had a good pace. Um, mm-hmm. 
you got to meet or you saw John Boyega. Yeah, we um, you were in the bathroom. Yeah, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I left. I was like so nervous when we went to see it that I was gonna have to pee during the movie that I I must have gone like three or four times once we had like seen it. You know, they were playing not even the trailers. They were playing like the stupid ads, and I. I left, I think, uh, just when the Angry Birds trailer had started, and or no, just before um, that had started, I went to use the bathroom, and apparently John Boyega came out, and he was two rows in front of us, basically. Yeah, I think so. We were, like, almost in the yeah. front row, and he was, like, right there, and then I, I walked back in, and I, uh, I was like, oh, ooh, what did I miss? You know, oh, damn, the Angry Birds trailer just started, and, and you guys told me that, that John Boyega was uh, within, you know, spinning you didn't distance. You believe us for a minute, too. No, I, I didn't want to believe it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I guess to, to, to go back to Force Awakens, I thought while it was a remake, I thought that it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it a good popcorn a movie. movie. No, it wasn't, it wasn't at all. It wasn't a bad main movie. I'm going to possibly argue in this episode that... <laughs> Well, shit, it was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, Force Awakens, while it was obviously, like, a remake, and that's what J.J. Abrams intended it to be, I still thought that there was, like, the acting was good, there was, like, the magic of Star Wars, even though there was yeah. a lot of fan service, there was still, like, this sort of magic fun element, and my biggest sort of problem with uh, The Last Jedi was that there wasn't any of that, like, magic. Mm-mm. It felt... And I think part of that is Ryan Johnson, the director, was attempting to kind of brush aside J.J. Abrams' movie and kind of, like, make this into, like, its own thing and kind of, like, push the Star Wars storyline into a different direction. Um, possibly a different universe where certain certain laws that existed in this world... Uh, There was definitely a bit of that, but I, I kind of, like, respected that they, like, tried to sort of, like kill off the old Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff. And, and obviously I think that's why, like, some of the more, like, babyish fans, like, couldn't handle, you know, this was like, you, you just, uh, I think, what did you, you said it was sort of like finding out your parents had, like, an affair. Yeah, you're, you're gonna question all of these things and it, mm-hmm. you know, act as if it ruined your whole childhood. Right, and that's, <laughs> and that's like how these people, they, yeah. they act like you've come in and, like, murdered your parents in front of them or something. I kind of felt, I, I felt very betrayed, uh, as a kid with, uh, you know, um, Phantom Menace. Yes, Phantom Menace was probably the first movie I knew was bad when I was a little kid, but I didn't really want to accept it. Like, I knew I was watching something that was, like, garbage, but it's like Phantom Menace, you're like, you know, okay, I'll I'll just kind of put up with pod racers and and Jar Jar Binks and the the whole (laughs) racist Chinese aliens and, you know trade embargoes. It was like everything was just so boring and dumb as a little kid. But I, I sort of was like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like I, I, I can like this. I, I can get into it. And I did kind of have some of the sort of similar feelings with the last Jedi. I, like I said, though, I, I don't want to come. I think I'm going to try my best to sort of play opposite of Emma's more harsh uh, feelings towards the movie. Cause I do like that. Ryan Johnson is is trying to kind of make uh, the movie a little bit more his own um, and, you know, sort of like throwing away some of the tropes and cliches of Star Wars. And I, I, maybe he didn't succeed entirely. You're looking at me like he didn't. I just don't know if I care for his vision. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Well, I guess we should probably just um, immediately uh, dive into, um, I guess, trashing the film. That's what I have <laughs> in my notes. Um, so uh, I guess the first one I have right here. Well, I guess the first one really is no magic. It didn't feel like there was no, no character magic. development. No. Um, we were sort of. I liked. I liked Finn and Ray's relationship in the in. Uh, Force Awakens, and I liked that there was this like bond between them, and that they, you know, they seemed, if not lovers, that they were like, you know, they loved each other at least. Mm-hmm. And I found that in the Last Jedi, it's just bum 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 bum. You didn't like Ray and Luke's relationship? On no, the I didn't really. I just didn't get it. You know, I just it didn't really seem to like click for me. It was just, and it just it felt like they were. Um, I think major problem. The movie is a second act. It's a second act that's meant to sort of put all of this information out to sort of place all of these different storylines together. And some people like that. And I think it's it you can do that. I mean, to get real nerdy, you know, in A Song of Ice and Fire in the novels, there are a couple of books that are basically like second act world. But there's a lot of world building mm-hmm. involved. I didn't really see the world building that was in. The Last Jedi, we'll get to. I mean, Canto Bite, it's just a world I don't want to see. Um, I feel that this movie really threw out so much of the world building that is the Star Wars universe. It is a real world. Mm. It's a world with rules and with... It has... It's grounded in some fiction to it. Mm. And this movie just kind of threw it away, a lot of those things. I... I left this movie, I'm a big Star Wars fan, I left this movie not really knowing what a Jedi is, mm. not getting the Force, Yeah. N- um, also not really knowing how much slaves are in the universe, and not even knowing who's controlling the universe. Yeah, I mean... Who's even controlling the universe? Well, so that's a... What is the last order? The first order. First order. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I mean, that is, like, sort of a problem of, like, they reboot the series, but they basically... I mean, they just reboot it with, like, so the Empire is done, now it's the First Order, Palpatine is dead, so now we have Snoke, who is, like, virtually non-existent in this movie, and then has a very un... I mean, it was, like, a cool death, I guess. My biggest disappointment about Snoke was that in um, Force Awakens, (laughs) you only see him in a hologram, and this movie is chock full of holograms, Mm -hmm. um... And I really wanted him in real life to just be a couple inches. Yeah, like like a Yoda size. Like a little, yeah. yeah. Well, we find out he's like I he's guess giant, human yeah. size. Oh, he's a giant. He's big. He's, Is he he's big? I don't even really human. remember. He's okay. definitely bigger than. He's not a human. I Some guess. Kind of weird space alien. Maybe. Human I don't know. Would the does, 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 but do like the dark side even have like non-human? Yeah. Like who? Darth I'm not, Maul? I'm not counting Darth Maul in this <laughs> in this story. But I guess but even Darth Maul was like humanoid. Yeah, so is Snow. Okay, alright, alright. Well we can agree to that. Um Yeah, so the uh, yeah, the force in this not quite on the level of like midi chlorians and stuff, but it did feel like but you see, I I'll actually I'll disagree with you a little bit there because I liked that they be they tried to make the whole force thing a little bit more ambiguous where like you could kind of embrace the dark side and like we sort of see Ray kind of like toying with it. Although they didn't go far enough. I almost like I kinda wanted her to go like all 
dark rogue or something. No, she just went to a cave and snapped her fingers in a hall of mirrors. You didn't like that scene either? I did I, not. I, guess. I kind of like. I didn't. I didn't like hate that. I thought it was like sort it was, of interesting. It looked cool. I yeah. guess. Uh. Well, okay. Here's 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 where I kind of like lost it with the whole like reality of the force and the little slave boy force pulling the, the broom. The very last scene. Yes, there is a scene that has much debate. Um. <laughs> And a little slave boy from Canto Bright, which Canto Bright, Canto Bright, sorry, yeah, come on, <laughs> excuse me, uh, uses the force. Maybe it was a big fight. I think some people didn't see it because it wasn't a very well done scene. Yeah, some people definitely saw him using the force. I actually kind of, I like saw it, but like sort of pretended like I didn't. I was like, that mm-hmm. that can't be. I was like. He must have just it, the broom must have like fallen. Like I didn't want to believe <laughs> that this like dumb little kid, or that he used his foot. To yeah, something there. like mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, why? You know, like I know what you mean with the whole like the force almost like disappears from the galaxy. You know, or it, they make it seem like in the old movies that like the people that like really can use the force are like Luke, Vader, mm-hmm. Palpatine. You know, there's like a few people. Um, and then in this, they kind of talk about how the force is all around us and they get kind of more into like the cool or esoteric meaning behind the force. But then apparently this little slave boy who (laughs) never even met a Jedi, um, you know, it didn't really, I I mean, I assume he has some, I I don't know. I mean, does like word travel to like the horse racing slave pits of Canto Bite about the force. you just want to get it over with and talk about Canto Bite? Yeah, I guess we can. I think we, we should can, really yeah. start talking about the nitty gritty of this movie. So Canto Bite is this, uh, well, and here's a, another problem I just had that the, the Rose and Finn storyline mm-hmm. is almost completely meaningless. There's no point to it. They, they're told by the stupid character Maz that they have to find some code breaker where it's like they don't have code breakers on at the resistance. No. Um, I like when, so when she was saying like there's only one person I know that can break a code like this, I was like three PP uh, three C three PO, please <laughs> let it be three PO. That actually would have been pretty good. I know, and I would have yeah. liked that. Would have been like fun. I that was like my biggest like problem was mm-hmm. like there wasn't enough three PO in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he's just sort of like, and his, all of his lines are funny, even if they're like stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, they're always funny. But I, I was thinking it was going to be them. But instead, they're told to go to Canto Bite, which is, I guess it's like the Las Vegas Monaco. of the galaxy. Or Monaco, yeah. It is like, it's like a Monaco-type resort planet for apparently just the arms industry. <laughs> um, and I did like that. I like that, that like, weapons manufacturers, like, still exist, like, even in Star Wars, like... Well, they use a lot of weapons in Star Wars. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying, like, it, it wasn't just, like, it, it's not just, like, well, the Death Star just built all their weapons. Like, I like the idea that, like, no, like, they still have, like, Lockheed Martin, like, still exists <laughs> in Star Wars. Like, there are still people whose job it is is to, like, build missiles mm-hmm. and laser guns that they, like, sell to, apparently, to all sides, which is, like, kind of an interesting nod. You find out that, like, some of these guys were selling to the rebels. Some of them were selling to uh, to the the first order. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, Canto Bite, it it just didn't feel like Star Wars, right? It didn't look like Star Wars. I mm. I think a lot of this film didn't just some of the set design, the direction that they took. It didn't feel grounded. There was always this 
lived-in quality in the Star Wars mm. universe. And I think it was also so prominent because it was pre-CGI. But when yeah. they don't have just tons of... Green screens. Yeah, green screens. It has this kind of lived-in world. Grittiness. Uh, yeah, like there's a grittiness to it. And the scenes there, it just sort of felt like a Hunger Games scene. Yeah, the, the people uh, kind of dressed mm-hmm. like Hunger Games. Yeah. It had like... Even, like, the whole little slave kid thing had, like, a Hunger Games feel to it. Um, it, all, it, looked, it, it looked, to me, like Phantom Menace. It did. It kind like of it, had, yeah, like, yeah. That, that Phantom Menace, like, sleek, which yeah. I guess would be, like, I guess my, the way I justified it at the time was, like, they're just expanding the universe. Like, this is how the other half lives, you know, in this sort of, like, luxury and and whatnot and and maybe canto bite would exist within the universe but Mm -hmm. it did it it, the set design it just it didn't look or feel like even the sort of like high class stuff and start like it didn't didn't work you know like it it felt like you said it felt like it was a hunger game set or it was like another movie yeah um and then more to the point is what is even the, the, I hate in movies or, or books or stuff where, you know, like one, one of the journeys that the, one of our heroes has to make is like, well, you've got to get to this place to get this key that then you're going to use to open up this door that's mm-hmm. going to help you. With, you know, it's just like, why not just have Rose and Finn go to the resistance and try to hack in? Because at the end of the day, it didn't even work anyway. They instead they meet Benicio del Toro, who was probably my least favorite I character. I disagree. He was actually. I didn't like I, him. I um, I didn't really care for any of the characters too much in it, but uh, I kind of like I kind of got his point of it. I think at that point when he left, I was like, I would have bailed too. Like I wanted to bail the movie a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have left the adventure at the same time. Well, here's a question. Was, so, Benicio Del Toro's character, who's called DJ, which apparently, <laughs> no, yes, that's no. his name. Yes. DJ? Yeah. There's an interview with him, too, where DJ. they're like, what does DJ mean? And he says, don't join. As in, like, don't join either side. Which, yeah, lame on a lot of levels. But I kind of I like. that's kind of awesome. <laughs> no way. He, well, here's, I mean, this is, like, my biggest problem with him was, like, he showed up and I was like, Okay, Benicio del Toro is in Star Wars. Like it didn't, it didn't. You know what I mean? Like it was like he's too big or too weird mm-hmm. an actor for like a Star Wars movie. Like I, like I, I know a lot of people knew who Daisy Ridley and like John Boyega were, but I didn't really know who they were. So it kind of like you know having these like fresh new people for me, it was like oh cool, like 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 you know uh, like Finn is just Finn, like he is his character. Whereas it was like. Oh, like Benicio del Toro, like got on a spaceship and like <laughs> flew to Canto Bight, and now he's like some weird. Co- but wait, it, so do you think he was the real codebreaker? And Justin um, Thoreau like won his like medal that was supposed to like signify him. I personally don't care. I think that possibly. I think possibly. All we know for sure is, spoiler alert, is that the codebreaker that they saw with the lapel is definitely dead from that stampede. That oh, right, yeah, yeah, probably. Know, yeah. He uh, is not alive. <laughs> well, point. see, and this was sort of my problem, too, was, like, with that whole storyline was, like, it. so it's just, it just seemed, like, kind of, like, let's send Rose and Finn on an adventure to go get some guy to then go back to the First Order, and then that fails. It's like, so why not just have them go to the First Order and fail anyway? 
you know, but it was like, so they went and they got some guy who wasn't even the original codebreaker, and then he betrays them. It was like, what the hell were we just watching for an hour and a half with their storyline? Like, it went absolutely nowhere. And I found that was sort of like a lot of the storylines in it. Like, the slow speed chase, you know, from the, with the rebels escaping the first order, um, or resistance, you know, which I don't know how you resist against a government that doesn't exist, but, um, you know, like that was also like, so basically Holdo, Laura Dern's character, she basically just kills everybody. And then her plan also backfires. I liked her dress. That was one of my only good. I liked her hair too. I, liked her, but... I didn't. I didn't care for the hair. That to me also. No, I don't really remember anyone in Star Wars having colored hair. Yeah, it just I mean... felt weird. It's just I. Some of the I, the direction that they've been going, and I also felt the same, or much more so. In Rogue One, is mm. there was two sets. It was uh, Space Morador, and then there was yeah. Space Summer Morador on yes. the tropical planet, yeah. and they were the exact same mm. planet. <laughs> well, and we kind of get that again here, where like they go to like Hoth, but it's like Salt Hoth. You yeah. know, it's like uh, I I liked that scene. I thought I thought it looked cool. cool. I really liked the really red. Cool. The the use of red in the movie was really cool. Yes, I like I, I like Snoke's like red. Rumpus room where he like hangs out I with call the, that a rumpus you know room. his like his his lair with those. I would uh, like to see Snoke's rumpus room though. I bet yeah, that yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, it's probably pretty. Free. All those like red dudes <laughs> around him. Um, well, it, it, here's another thing though with the, the like Canto bite thing. I mean, did you think that obviously it's like an excuse for Rose to be like, look how horrible the First Order is, like. You know, and they're using children and all that. But, like, did that even... I was almost kind of like, I don't care. Like, you know, I just... Like, yeah, it's like... And I hated those, like, weird horse animals. Yeah. Like, they, those seemed also, like, is this... Like, they looked like something almost, like, out of Avatar. Or, or, <laughs> or you know, like, some weird, like... I don't know. Did you see the trailer um, for, like, the Chronicle... Or, no, uh... Not the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, a Wrinkle in Time. Yes. Like, those animals looked like something <laughs> from that trailer. Um, you know, like, they... I just... I don't know. Did the... Did did you get that emotional feeling out of Canto Bite that you were supposed to? No. Okay. No. No, I didn't. Um, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on then. I definitely uh, was curious if... Because I still feel like I have a lot of questions. I don't even really get what the Rebellion is doing. I mean, I get what they're doing, but, mm. like, what's their stance? Are they trying to get rid of slavery in the galaxy? I don't know. Well, I didn't even really know that existed anymore. But I guess on Canto Bite, they, like, kid... Well, I mean, then it's just sort of like, are those kids even from Canto Bite? Does Do you it... think that the next movie is just going to be... A movie about the kids of Canto by learning the Force. Well, no, so that is a that is a positive. So that's like the theory with the Force pulling little slave boy is yeah. Ryan Johnson is signed up to make three movies after this trilogy ends, and like they're gonna be like his own like creation. Like I don't know, I think he's probably gonna direct the first one, and then he's gonna oversee mm -hmm. the second and third of this like new trilogy. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like episode ten, eleven, and twelve. But I have a horrible feeling that that little, like, boy is going to be, like, grow up to be, like, some sort of a Jedi 
warrior who I don't know. Is maybe Anakin. Yeah, or like a sort of Anakin like slash like Daenerys like freeing all of the slaves on Canto Bite <laughs> or something. Um, so all right, mo- moving on. I think we. You know, screw Canto Bite. We don't really. I would like to talk about some of the new creatures from Star Wars because one I found horrible. The which one is this? Um, on Luke's Hermit Island, mm-hmm. uh, there is a I would describe it as a walrus kind of yeah. sloth-like looking creature, and there's just a milking scene, <laughs> and. I kind of like that. I did not like that. I remember when we were going in, me and Howie, before we went to the movie, we were like, there's not enough, like, alien breasts in Star Wars, you know? Like, we need, like, like a weird, like, a total recall, like, the... There the were alien, alien breasts in There were. Movie. There were quite a bit. There's yeah. one on Canto Bite. There's yeah. that... She's got, like, eight or nine yeah. of them. And then um, on, uh, on Luke's uh, Jedi hermit uh, planet. Yeah, he does milk. And so a little Drinks bit of, it straight from, like, just pours it in a glass, fresh out of the udder. The teat, I, yeah. I hope. Um, and <laughs> just drinks it and just... It's probably uh, the best. It's probably fresher that uh, way. You know, I don't know if you... That, well, there's definitely no refrigeration on this island. I don't know if that milk <laughs> stays past, uh, you know, a few hours or something. And question, maybe this is just I am colorblind, but mm-hmm. are you sure the milk was green? Yes. Because I'm convinced it's that it was blue, blue and not. that's what they drank on Tatooine. No. They're very uh, drastically different climate. No, I know what I'm saying. Like, maybe they ship it there, you know? <laughs> like, it, it's like a, you know, like there's no, other... they probably have some gross, like, hippo alien-looking thing on Tatooine yeah, that maybe. they milk. Um, no, it was definitely green milk, uh, and it's definitely, I guess, just best fresh when it's warm. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Just yeah, warm with a little cream on top. Um... What about the the little lizard nuns? I kind of like that. I liked them a lot. Yeah, I um, was more interested in, in their story than the rest of the story. Well, yeah, I know. Talk about not slaves necessarily, but like, what do they don't get paid or any? I mean, what are they no, doing the, there? I think it's a, they're like they're Jedi the nuns. Keepers. Yeah, I kind of thought that their their species is sort of maybe like yeah, they're they're maids to the Jedi. Like that's okay, what they're. Yeah. Because, I mean, prior to Luke being there, I guess they were just there. I think they're like, the natives maintaining. of the, Okay. they had kind of bird, they had bird feet and yeah. they sort of looked like bird lizard. Yeah. Old I'm kind of hoping, too, that uh, spinoff, like, Luke and one of them have a child. And <laughs> that child, maybe the, that child, like, battles the, the child they the were milking. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's Luke's son or, or daughter. <laughs> Um, it's a possibility. Oh, um, that is disgusting. Yeah. Um, another thing I just, I, I know we, we can't really like avoid. Well, anything else you want to say on, um, on, uh, Luke's Jedi planet? Mm-hmm. Um, did you, I liked Yoda was a puppet. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked that. That made me happy. Um, what did you make though of like the Jedi texts and like the, the, the sort of like magic tree? Like, did that, <laughs> I guess I was like, okay, I, I mean, I suppose the Jedi's probably did write stuff down, mm-hmm. and, and, like, if we're to believe episodes one, two, and three, yeah, I guess they, they were, like, organized and whatever, but, like, even that seemed like, it was almost like I didn't want to know that the Jedi's did, like, again, it sort of took the magic out of the, the, mm-hmm. the Force being this sort of, like, mystical thing, and more into, like, 
here's a book on like how to force pull and like this is the explanation about midi chlorians or something. Yeah, I, I agree with, with you a little bit. I, I still just don't really know what the force does. They changed so many things that I thought right. I believed. Well, I thought so- I knew. Um, also, uh, God exists, apparently, in Star Wars. Do they say God? They say God twice. I when? I know at least once they say Godspeed. Um, oh, they do say Godspeed, yeah. And I believe yeah. they say it twice. They yes. say Godspeed, which... I know, I was like, what God? Like, which one, you know? Um, yeah, that was... I remember when, when they said Godspeed, I was just like, wait a minute. I mean, not that there wouldn't be gods and religion in Star Wars, because obviously the... There, I mean, the Jedi thing is sort of this like quasi religious order. I you know, they, they can't them, marry. I was waiting for them to do God Bless America. I <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The Godspeed was weird. It was like, or I, I wish they had done like a God's speed, like plural like, or what? something. Yeah, really? or like it Goddess would be funny speed. if we found out all this time that it was actually they were still just a Judeo Christian. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This is just yeah. Um, well, on uh, in terms of the not understanding the force, because I think that was some we were introduced to a few new force powers or, or stuff in this. Mm-hmm. I guess we can't avoid it. What did you think of the uh, force astral projecting between Kylo Ren and Rey? I sort of liked it, but also like didn't quite get what was like they can do that. Like they I think can that's touch how Jedi's date. Is right. I yeah, guess, I think that's how Jedi state. Um, that's it, like the Tinder. Of- it, yeah. <laughs> um. I, well, I that I could live with a little bit more than I guess you can also sort of just uh, hologram yourself using the Force anywhere yeah. you want. Well, I mean, it's, it feels like you have to be like really well. So they kind of set that up when like. Uh, who's the evil Admiral Hux? Mm-hmm. Remember when he's like he fails to do something? And, I kind of like him. I like him too. Yeah, yeah, I think he's good. He's like the great sort of like crazy pissy, yeah. you know, like son who never really, you know, can never impress daddy, um, and uh, he's just sort of biding his time. But when he like fails to catch them or something, mm-hmm. and then. Snoke appears as, like, a giant hologram head. Yeah. Snoke is, like, halfway across the galaxy, but he's still able to, like, force push mm-hmm. him. So I guess that was, like, they're sort of setting that up to, like, if you can do that, maybe you can, like, force project yourself like Luke does. I mean, it obviously it, like, kills Luke. Spoiler. It, it sort of <laughs> kills uh, Luke at the end. Or Luke he, does die. Luke um, becomes one Or he becomes, like, sort of like Obi-Wan. He becomes one with the Force. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that didn't I, really I, bother me. I could not stop giggling when Luke <laughs> disappeared. What? Oh, really? I, I didn't mind that so much. Um, that one, I know people were like really up in arms about that. I didn't really, that didn't bother me. Well, I'll tell you what kind of bothered me was that he was able to like force project the How dice. How do you hold, that was one of my biggest questions. How would you, how would you astral project dice? And have them feel like someone's holding dice to two people. Two people touched them. He gave them to Leia, and then Leia gave them to Kylo. So he... No. Yes. When? She... He gives them to both of them. Or they both touch the oh, dice. Oh, okay. They both, okay. Touch, they both hold the dice that are hologram dice. They're not real yeah. dice. I have a very big question. Um, How 
do you drop bombs in space if there's no well, gravity? Let's, well, okay. I guess if we're going to go, I know this is like your big question. First off. <laughs> big question. Right. I know it is a world that takes place in space. That's what I mean. I was going to say, though, I mean, there's a talking Wookiee and like, you know, Luke milks his own son, daughter on the, the Jedi planet. Like the bu- dropping bombs is like whatever. Well, Okay. <laughs> If I'm going to get scientific, maybe <laughs> the ship was so big that it, like, produced its own gravitational pull, like a asteroid or a planet might. Like, no. Can't that work? No. I don't know. I think it does. If something is, like, big enough, it can, like, create its own. The moon doesn't have its own gravity. But there's gravity on the moon. There's very little. You'd still, bombs right. would still float up. Well, that's if we even went to the moon, you know? Um, <laughs> well, okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know, they're really heavy or something. Maybe there's, like, little, <laughs> there's like little thrusters <laughs> or something. I'm not, this is not the right person to ask this question. Well, no, but to. also, I mean, like, I, I don't know how you ask this question when, like, they, the force exists. So how, how do you move things with well, your mind? Well, also, you don't die in space, too. This movie established that you can live in space... For yeah. time, you can actually die and freeze, but then use uh, force powers. Yeah, so we're <laughs> to referring to Leia, um, who is like the only person that was that was sort of physically unscathed by the whole I don't know explosion. captain's area of the ship entire exploding explosion. out. Um, yeah, how she wasn't sucked into like a black hole or, or just shot into space. <laughs> or just got like blown up into pieces. Yeah, I know. The, so that was really lame to me. I didn't mm-hmm. like that that they did that. I I kind of when it happened, I was like, cool, like Leia's killed off. Like we're mm-hmm. done. Like you know, I mean, unfortunately, we'll talk about later. I mean, Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. I don't know how they're going to figure out the storyline. And I was sort of like cool kind of do it early on in the movie the first half of the movie and like that's a great sort of like character building mm-hmm. thing for poe and and on holdo and like all these other characters and it was just like do we need leia exactly you know like and i thought that was sort of like a fitting if if all be a sort of horrible way to get rid of her but then for her to just sort of well be- for the rest of the movie she's basically in a space coma um yeah but and then so she like I guess we start to see, like, frost appearing on her body. Obviously, it's cold in space. But then she somehow, like, wakes up but Mm -hmm. keeps her eyes closed, I guess, so that her eyeballs don't shoot out or do whatever they do in space. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. Obviously, I mean, neither of us are scientists. So if there's anyone with a physics degree out there listening, maybe they could um, give us some tips on this. But, yeah, and then she somehow force pulls herself into... The ship, and then she's in a coma. Yeah, I I hated this. This was, like, one of my... It, like, took me out of the movie. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, so we're doing this now? Like, it was, It sort of felt like one of those, like, so Leia can't be killed. You know, like, she's, like, a, you know, like, there's, a, there's she MacGyvers her way out it of was, this. It was a little bit just... It, there's no way you're gonna. There's no way you're gonna live. You just you die when you enter space. I know. Well, you die I actually, when you enter space. That's the thing. I actually would love if anybody does know an answer to this. Like, how long can you? Because you see it's that instant. in it's instant. Is it instant? Yes, it's instant. Because I, I know, like, you see in movies. Did like, you take science in school? No, but I mean, like, 
Is that a question in your like biology no, but class? I, I, I definitely learned what I learned about space in as a, as a child, just from even the magic school bus that you die instantly. I don't know. I just I'd be curious on like the the full mm-hmm. you know because because that's a thing that like is now like and maybe this is like my own stupidity of like mm-hmm. pop culture because like it's in so many sci-fi shows and books and movies where like you kind of have, like, a slight grace period. Like, you can sort of live for, like, a few seconds, you know? Like, like I think it's in, is it in, like, Event Horizon or something? There's, like, one of them, like, he, like, plugs his ears with his fingers and, like, sort of jumps out and, like, spins into, like, another... I don't know about that at all. Because, like, I'll tell you this, and not that this is really, we're getting really, uh... <laughs> off topic here but not that this is necessarily the same thing but like if you shoot a if you like shoot a gun in an airplane mm-hmm. and it hits the window it's not like goldfinger where you get sucked out through like a little tiny <laughs> hole so I, i'm just saying maybe there's a chance that you could live for like a second or two in space i mean granted leia's out there for like a few minutes it seems yeah she's out there for a while like a, yeah yeah she's out there for a while um it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. But, you know, I, I don't know. Just I, some, yeah, the, the the weird rule breaking like that. Mm. Just, yeah, I yeah, it sort of just felt like it didn't really pay attention to the rest of the history of the universe. Right. Well, I guess, I mean, well, just because we never saw it doesn't mean you can't do it. I mean, like, yeah, obviously like Obi-Wan, like, I mean, he disappears. Nobody really questioned that when like Vader kills him. And then he appears as like a a Jedi ghost. So like maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm only defending it just to to play devil's advocate. I hated Leia force pulling into the it just didn't make any it sense. It looked ridiculous too. Yeah, it was it was also it just was like ridiculous. cheesy CGI. It didn't it looked yeah. really kind of dumb. It looked like that horrible scene in um in Rogue One where you see this sort of like computer generated Carrie Fisher. Um mm-hmm. like it sort of reminded me of that. Um well I guess we can we can kind of uh move on from that. <laughs> the, the force flying. I mean yeah those were those were some of the, the big sort of disappointments. If you haven't seen this movie yet and you're listening, you must think it's crazy. It yeah. sounds insane, what well, we're saying. Yeah, I mean, no, they, they, the, the rule breaking is, I don't know, that stuff I was kind of like, whatever, like, it's the force. Like, we don't, what do we really know about it? You know, like, that's like one of my critiques of, like, the super fan. I mean, no, maybe, I think a lot of people, and I've only read like one or two of the Star Wars extended universe books. Mm-hmm. Um, but they definitely in the extended universe, they do explain a lot more about like the force and, and all those things. So maybe those sorts of things are kind of like in, I know there's also like in Knights of the old Republic, the video game, there's like mm-hmm. some sort of stuff that's like similar to like the force. I heard that there's certain call. things that they've taken out of the canon. There's like official Star Wars. Yeah. And then there's other stuff. And apparently the official stuff for the Disney movies now going on is stuff from that really ugly looking cartoon, Clone Wars. Yeah, I know. Everyone tells me that that's like, that like explains like the whole movie. I don't think I could watch it. It looks It looks so bad. It looks like an early 2000s video game. Yeah, it looks like um, that show Reboot about the, (laughs) do you remember that? No, it's I don't like think a really so. early CG uh, cartoon Ugh. show. 
It was actually pretty awesome, but um, <laughs> we'll do a reboot uh, episode uh, at some point. Um, okay, uh, Phasma, what's the point of her? Mm. Why, why did they even cast Gwendolyn Christie, who's a huge actor, and they didn't even give her anything to work with? She has a cool body. Like, she's huge. She yeah, looks good I on mean, screen. Yeah, but she's in, like, a... Ma- I mean, we, we, we get to see her eye for, yeah, like, a second. Yeah, but you get to see, like, it's a cool gra- cool metal suit. I, I th- yeah, I did, she had no purpose, but I thought it looked... At least it looked visually cool. Yeah, but that was... I don't know. I just... I, I felt like that was, like, a lot of these characters. I didn't really feel... Yeah, I, I didn't really feel for any of the characters. I'm pretty bored with Ray. I didn't really yeah. care about the let's save the animals and a few of the slave kids on Cantabite Yeah, I know. I wasn't really I wowed. Didn't, yeah, none of the new characters except for DJ. Ugh, so <laughs> I'm so sad. It's awful that that's his name. Yeah, it's so lame. And I guess he's going to be like in the new one, like in the next one. I don't know. I think he he could. He's a throwaway character. I don't know he's though. I feel like he's going to like come in. He's like you know. He's like there to be like the sort of like. All war is, you know, all sides are horrible, and I'm just sort of trying to get mine while I can, and I don't know, I feel like you don't, I don't know, I mean, I didn't think they would cast Gwendolyn Christie and then basically give her, like, four, I mean, she's in the trailer for more than she's in the movie. She has such a cheesy line when she dies, it's something like, you're still scum. Yeah, yeah, I know, I was like, okay, who cares, like, you're about to be burned to death, and, or is she, is she gonna be like Boba Fett and, like, come back or something? Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, everything's possible now. Right. Um, is, is there any other um, uh, sort of trashing of? of I mean, we we, do, we didn't really get mm. into um, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren or, or Ben. I love that everyone's like, no, no, his name is Ben oh, now. Yeah, I want to talk about their romance definitely. Um, I don't think they're cousins anymore. Right, and I guess they're not. I thought she was maybe a Kenobi. Mm. Um. I kind of like if she's just uh, no one. Yeah. I like that a lot more. Um, I'm still pulling for their secretly brother and sister. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I want like a Jamie Cersei storyline <laughs> uh, between them. Um, you know, just because that'll make it more like epically mythological or I something. I think then one of them has to, or they have to die then. Well, I mean, Kylo Ren is going to die in the next one. Yeah, probably. I mean, he has yeah, to. Yeah, he has to. Um I would be. I would like to watch him um, die. What did you think of? What do you um, think of Kylo? So I ben, really. Sorry, ben. Yeah, Ben. I know. I, I don't know why. It's like a thing now. They're all like. It's like when did he become Ben? When he like killed everybody? Like he's still evil. No, I think Ben's his original name. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, I, does anyone call Darth Vader Anakin? No, <laughs> no, he's Darth Vader. I bet calling him Ben would really piss him off, though. I'm Kylo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of like. I liked Kylo Ren in. Uh, the in Force Awakens, mm-hmm. I thought he was like a really good mixture of like sort of like psychotic teenager who like shoots up his school. He's just a teenager now, and yeah, now now it's like he's just like a whiny mm-hmm. teenager who's like has a chest like a a, <laughs> a, a uh, refrigerator or something with like a tiny <laughs> weird waist. Um, and those pants. Adam Driver does look like he could live in space. Yeah, he, like, he, he was actually a good, like he'd be like a good like sci-fi actor because he looks yeah. kind of like a weirdo. Yeah. Um, like he looks, looks like, like some like freaky like humanoid person. <laughs> um, what did you make of his uh, pants up above his belly button? What What's the point <laughs> of that? Is that just the style of the First Order? Or? I actually, I liked them. I, oh, I've always liked 
all of the costumes in Star Wars. Even that's the only good thing about the ones that came out. Oh, One, really? Two, I I loved hate the co- I Padme love, uh, or Amidala. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I love Star Wars fashion. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like that one. I, I really, no. it's not. I, it's not as good as the originals. Yeah, there's something like classic mm. about, you, you know, hot dog or uh, the uh, donut, 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 donut hair, hair yeah. and Slave Leia. Yeah, Slave Leia, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Slave um, Leia was probably the greatest costume. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a yeah. Well, and so what did you, so what do you think though of like Kylo Ren and Rey? Like what is going on? Like, cause I, I've seen, I read, read some stuff and, and I was listening to some other podcasts about reviewing the show and they were sort of saying like, it's almost like he just wants a friend. Like, oh, so you know, it's like, it's not even like a love thing. Like maybe they do love each other, like, mm-hmm. or they feel for one another, but it's almost like Kylo Ren is just so alone yeah. and like Rey is sort of the only one that, kind of like gets him and like you know in in his mind he has no parents ray has no parents they both sort of felt betrayed by other people just just describing baron trump (laughs) (laughs) yeah um he just wants a friend yeah maybe i don't know um i uh, yeah i could see that they're the they're probably the two people in the universe that could relate to each other the most in mm. some ways i mean not really but they, they both have superpowers, so I guess that brings, you know, people together. Yeah. Uh, I think he just wants a friend. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, yeah. And what did you, like, the the scene, like, I wanted them to touch fingers. Like, I, again, I wanted Ray to, like, sort of, like, be, like, Dark Ray, you know, like sort of go a little bit to, like, the darks, or just to, like, embrace the, like, because I, again, also, I found Luke, it was just, like, Okay, we get it. You're a crotchety old oh, fart. He sucks. Yeah, yeah, he was just like so unpleasant yeah. to be around. And like, I love Mark. Ham- I've and I've personally mm-hmm. met Mark Hamill before. <laughs> uh, hung out with him on uh, uh, Metro North or, or Amtrak train. Amtrak. Um, and uh, he's like the coolest person in the world. He really is like as awesome he as is he awesome. seems. He was like, yeah, like he. We both we both mm-hmm. got to meet him and like he he like chatted with yeah. us and like he gave us autographs. And he I was, love Luke. Yeah, I love Luke too. And I then I found like the Luke, Luke in this was just like it was like it was almost it was, it was just sort of like he just became like your crotchety old grandfather or something, you know? Yeah. Like this sort of like nasty. Like I also was just like didn't get his whole apprehension towards like everything. It was like. Dude, what are you trying also, to do right now? Teacher, something like teacher, like a magic trick on this island. You have nothing else to do. Yeah, I know exactly. Just help her. Yeah, it's like, what do you do all day? You like, you wake up, you milk that thing. <laughs> oh God, you milk you the know. thing. That's what he does. Yeah, he then he, he like does that big spear uh, fishing. Yeah. How scene. did he get it up? I don't even know. How, I, I don't even force. know. Sorry, that was a yeah. stupid question. <laughs> right, he obviously uses the force. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did, and I just didn't like. Um, that, that Luke was so like, uh, it, it, like he expects Ray to know about the dark side. And it's like, you haven't even taught her, like, I mean, basic stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, thank God she's like inherently good with a lightsaber, but like, you could at least give her some like sparring <laughs> lessons or something. But I wanted Ray to kind of touch Kylo's finger. And oh, so here's it. What did you make of, um, we're getting up towards the break. What did you make of, of Luke? Uh, his sort of the like Rashomon storyline about did he try to kill Kylo? Did Kylo mm. try to kill him? 
Like, what did you think? Like, should it's sort of the like, do I, you kill baby Hitler? Yeah, I, I'm always kill baby Hitler in a situation <laughs> like that. Um, I would kill Kylo Ren. Like, I I understand he was just a horrible ratty, and he was younger when he tried to kill him, so he's probably like only like 16, right? And probably a little shit. Yeah, and, and then of course he he ends up um yeah he ends up uh uh what you call killing all of the uh the um. The Jedi's in Luke's uh, did community he, did college. He ki- <laughs> <laughs> did he kill all of them? Because he does say that he took some of them. The ones that wouldn't come. Yeah, and where the hell are they? Maybe they're the red, the guys in red that protect Yeah, but him. they, like, didn't use force powers. Maybe he doesn't allow them really... to use force powers, so none of them, like, he probably wouldn't maybe. teach them. So that I thought that rise. for a minute. I was like, maybe those are those, like, um, I think they're, they're all called, like, now, the though. Praetorian Guard, mm-hmm. I think, in this. But they're sort of like the, they're like the red guys with, like, the force pikes that protect the Emperor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, and then there's always a the question, too, like, was Rey there? Because there's, like, that sort of scene in the, the last one where, like, it looks like Rey might have been left... By Kylo, they sort of like put it out there that maybe Kylo Ren left Rey on Jakku, um, and uh, because he like implies that he like knows her and that he like knows more about her history or something. And there's like a theory that that Rey was all. That's how like everyone because it's like how the hell does Han sort of recognizes Rey, Leia recognizes Rey, and then we're like, oh, she's nobody. So like, who is she? Like. But was she maybe on that Jedi training thing, like, as a little girl, and Kylo Ren, like, took her and abandoned her, and that's why he has this, like, weird hang-up? Well, yeah, I don't know, but, like, so was, you know, Anakin and Padme (laughs) were, like, I don't know, there's, like, a 15-year age gap, and then the next movie they're, like, married and the same age, so... Uh, Again, there's, like, talking Wookiees and things, like, I don't know if age really matters. What did you think of the Chewie not eating, the new little... The Porgs? The Porgs. I, I, what do you I was, think of Porgs? I, I liked them because they looked like puffins. I'm not I anti- could also not have them. Yeah, I'm not anti-Porg. I was kind of like, eat it, Chewy. Like, what else is there oh, to yeah, eat on hungry. the island? You're, you're going to drink that milk? there's a lot milk? of them, yeah. too. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I think we'll probably talk about this more in the second hour. I didn't think it was necessarily like vegetarian propaganda. But, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about the vegetarian but, um, propaganda. Yeah, I was a little like, I don't really care about the porgs or... I was also just like, what the hell else does Chewie have to eat? Grass? They or brought something? food. Chewie yeah. brings, like, he probably has, like, a bone that he chews on. Right, yeah. But- well, we're, we're at the break right now, but uh, me and my sister Emma will be continuing our rant about Star Wars in the second hour, so stay tuned. Institution. American Freedom Radio. 
American Survival Wholesale is a proud sponsor of the American Freedom Radio. And when you purchase quality products from AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com, you help support this program. Our quality non-GMO foods do not contain MSG, high fructose corn syrup, or heavy metals. At American Survival Wholesale, you can choose from over 8,000 quality products, including self-defense weapons, bug-out bags, and long-term storable food at wholesale prices. We also have custom food packs available, including gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegetarian packs. If we don't have it, you don't need it. American Survival Wholesale is a veteran-owned and operated company which also supports our veterans in need, and we are very active in disaster relief. If you would like to become a distributor, please email us at bugoutamerica at usa.com or call 818-720-0759. We offer free consultations to answer all your questions. Do it today while things are calm. That's americansurvivalwholesale.com. This is Rick Simpson, and you're listening to American Freedom Radio. And I hope people support American Freedom Radio, and I hope people vote with their dollars and really understand the value of having American Freedom Radio, because that's my family. If you love me at all, Jack Blood, support American Freedom Radio. Like, my family has literally disowned me. <laughs> American Freedom Radio, Danny and Don and those guys, those are my actual family. So please, please support these guys because they have all the technology. They have all these great things that they're going to do. But obviously, they can't do it all by themselves. So not only would I like to see you support them, I'd like to see you retweet them and repost them and really get involved and get on the the bandwagon, so to speak, on doing that do-it-yourself promotion because they're a do-it-yourself radio network, and, uh, and we just need that so much. I don't like words that hide the truth. I don't like words that conceal reality. I don't like euphemisms. And American English is loaded with euphemisms. Because Americans have a lot of trouble dealing with reality. Americans have trouble facing the truth. So they invent the kind of a soft language to protect themselves from it. I'll give you an example of that. When I was a little kid, if I got sick, they wanted me to go to the hospital and see the doctor. Now they want me to go to a health maintenance organization. Smug, greedy, well-fed white people have invented a language to conceal their sins. It's as simple as that. The CIA doesn't kill anybody anymore. They neutralize people. The government doesn't lie and engages in disinformation. Israeli murderers are called commandos. Arab commandos are called terrorists. Contra killers are called freedom fighters. Well, if crime fighters fight crime and firefighters fight fire, what do freedom fighters fight? They never mention that part of it to us, do they? Never mention that part of it. You're listening to AmericanFreedomRadio.com, the network who perseveres in delivering intelligent debate, constructive dialogue with true independence. The freedom to broadcast the truth is not free at all. So what is American Freedom Radio worth to you? The empowering information with fun, honest and pure integrity behind it provides an example to follow. Friendships to flourish with the moral altruism that pulls no punches. The hosts sacrifice and show remarkable discipline in their duty to deliver quality radio in service to the community with strength, wisdom and loyalty. The founders of AFI wish to thank you personally for sharing your views and insights to make the best radio and alternative media. Now it's time for you to give something back and play a vital role in the future of America. Be as generous with us as we've been with you. Click on the donate banner at AmericanFreedomRadio.com. 
or volunteer by emailing AmericanFreedomRadio.com. Vaccine, psychotropic drugs and artillery batteries not included. Launch Freedom Radio. Hawkins Policy Radio, offering a unique perspective on everything geopolitics, culture creation, the reality of the world we live in. Live from New York City, your host, Pierce Redman. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Porkins Policy Radio. I am your host, Pierce Redman. If you are joining us now in the second hour, uh, we have been speaking with my uh, sister and artist, Emma Redmond. Uh, all about uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, we we spent most of the first hour um, kind of just uh, trashing uh, Star Wars or trashing this particular film and yeah. kind of picking apart uh, the things that we didn't like about it. Um, we will we will try to or I will attempt to sort of uh, end the the show by talking about some of the things I sort of enjoyed. Um, but um, uh, Emma, oh, and just a, a quick reminder, Emma, where can people go to check out your uh, art? Um, my website, emmaredman.com. Learn more about what I do. Uh, yeah. Well, you sound really uh, <laughs> enthusiastic about that. Okay. I'm, well, on, we'll... I'm on Instagram, too. Sometimes I have funny stories. Yeah, and we'll, we'll link up to uh, all that. And I guess, uh, you know, for people that um, don't know, um, of course, uh, you are the artist behind the uh, Porkins Policy Radio yeah, this logo. Yeah, is a Star Wars in this the yeah. namesake of your show. Yes, exactly. Is a uh, is a of very important. Identity. Yeah, and <laughs> well, and, and, uh, I mean, it, it is like my identity now because like I get. It's funny when people dislike me when they like mm-hmm. send me an email or comment. They always uh, call me Porkins, um, and I don't know why that. If that's like uh, it's like meant to be. I don't know. It's like meant to be like hurtful, and it's kind of like it's the name of my show. So like, it's not really that. You also chose that name. It's not. Yeah, that yeah. Well, you know, name. it's like one of those. I get asked that. It's like you pick the name. I picked it like back. I don't know when. When this was still just like a blog where mm-hmm. I like posted stupid, you know, rantings about yeah. like libertarianism and like Ron Paul, <laughs> <laughs> and it's since sort of changed uh, from from that into to what it is now but you can't really go back on the name and now it is like a brand yeah. uh and people you know know me as porkins um so you know for better or worse i'm there and of course also emma did the uh logo for porkins great game as well oh, okay um i don't remember uh, so, yeah, Sorry. really really good <laughs> <laughs> well uh anyway um we were we were sort of uh finishing off um in the first hour there before the break we were talking about uh the porgs mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking if we were pro or anti-porg. Uh, I'm not really either. I'm sort of neutral mm-hmm. towards the porgs. I didn't really like that they kind of like, you know, invaded the Millennium Falcon and started like nesting <laughs> everywhere, you know, and it was like, and Chewie can't eat one of them. And it looked good. 
when he was yeah. roasting it. Um, yeah. But uh, this, of course, kind of... Um, Would you eat a puffin, though? I guess so. Someone, like, cooked it for me. I mean, not I raw. I don't, <laughs> <That was> mean... <laughs> um, I don't think anyone would want to eat a raw puffin. I mean, I guess I would. Is there any meat on a puffin? I guess yeah, they I are. Yeah, they probably, puffin. yeah, they probably, yeah. yeah. I would, I guess I would eat a puffin mm-hmm. if, if it was, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't think I would go out of my way. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I was at someone's house and that's what they made me, I'm yeah. not going to say no. I don't think I would eat a puffin. Not because of, like, animals. I would eat a panda on a dare, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I could eat a puffin. I don't think I could eat one of these. The porgs? Um, I definitely could. You could not eat my other animal reference of, of the movie. It was those stupid foxes that were the crystal foxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get the crystal foxes get either. They was... just looked like a video game character. Yeah, or like something out of like a wrinkle in time. <laughs> like, uh, or some sort of like Chronicles of Narnia. It was like, like, um... Young adult like adventure fiction, yeah. you know. I felt that a little bit. Um, well, on the on the whole issue of the porgs, and and apparently, if people are well, I think I also like the porgs because my favorite species in all of Star Wars is um, Ewoks. Ewoks, yeah. I love Ewoks. I, as a kid, had like a little Ewok stuffed animal. Oh yeah, that's that I right. Loved, mm-hmm. loved to death. I love. Yeah, everything about Ewoks, I love. There's, like, a terrible movie about Endor with, like, a little kid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. My biggest, uh, like, kind of criticism for <laughs> um, Force Awakens is I really wanted at uh, the bar scene when they go visit Maz, I wanted just one drunk, fat Ewok in the background. <laughs> didn't have to have a line, didn't have to say anything. It could have been, like... Debate if it even was in the <laughs> yeah, shot, yeah, maybe it wasn't I an really, Ewok. really wanted that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm mm-hmm. pro Ewok as well. I don't okay, know why cool. people are so people um, hate them. Yeah, I know. They took it, down. They they helped take down the Empire. They, yeah, yeah, I know. It's like a weird. They probably thing. killed them all after though. Oh, I'm sure the First Order went. Yeah, in and, definitely. And, uh, Ewok genocide. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe even the rebels. They're like they know too much. Yeah, right. Yeah, the little yeah. teddy bears took yeah. this down. This we can't have them around. Um, but uh, I guess on the sort of like uh, you know with like cute animals and stuff. This brings. I know people might be concerned about why we're 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 sticking with Ewoks and Porgs right now. But there is like a strange, as I sort of said at the end, there is this like belief that the the chewy not eating the porg is more evidence that the social justice warriors have infiltrated the Star Wars universe and that this was actually I'm not joking a propaganda of for the vegetarians that this was like a deliberate thing to I guess you know a, a, along with making the frogs gay they're also um you know they're they're trying to influence is that what us doing? Well, that's like what Alex Jones thinks, you know, but, um, yes. you know, along with that, they're also trying to make us into, uh, you know, vegetarians, mm-hmm. which I guess is like code word for like a, a weak, you know, sort of like girly man or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like all these sort of euphemisms. But yeah, people really uh, did not seem to care for the animal, animal rights yeah, I and didn't I mean, even get an animal. I mean, it was just. I, I didn't mean, like, really kind either. Of, it was more like, oh, that's that's something. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, like you shouldn't like 
I don't know. Like, I guess animal racing can be wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, and I kind of, and this is like gonna if definitely. If I met an animal I really bonded with, which is probably very rare for me <laughs> to happen personally, I probably wouldn't eat it. I get we're chewy, you know, yeah, I just right. liked them. Right, yeah. Well, and I guess you felt guilty. Yeah. I, I, you know, but it is like, you know, if you if you're eating a cow, like if you're eating a burger in front of a cow, mm-hmm. the cow isn't like, oh my god, look what you've done. <laughs> you know, like I mean, there's a lot of intelligence a, in the porg, I guess, a to know cow would eat a burger if you gave it to. Right. Them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I'm not like an animal. I mean, just to uh, my bona fides. I mean, I actually enjoy uh you know, horse racing and, and gambling on horses. I, I'm not like opposed to that at all. Um, I mean, it is like, it's, I guess it is horrible what can happen to the horses. How are but, you on dog racing? Uh, never been. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, that is a little bit cruel. Like, yeah, you know, they I've don't never, treat I've the always dogs. I kind of wanted to see a dog race. So do I. A little um, bit, like a little bit of me's always wanted. Yeah. Just to, just mm-hmm. to see what it's about, you know? I don't like greyhounds very much though. I would yeah, do like another stuck. species of dog maybe. And they don't really do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really greyhounds. Um, but I guess moving on from our, uh, animal gambling, uh, <laughs> conversation, as I said, there is this, like, belief, uh, you know, mainly on, like, uh, cesspools like Reddit and 4chan that the social justice warriors are, are using Star Wars to propagandize all of us. And as I said, there's the, the whole animal rights thing with the porgs. There's this um, – I saw all these people saying, like, oh, you know, the, the only rich people uh, portrayed in this are evil, you know, weapons manufacturers or good rich people. And, you know, it's like, yeah, there are, but, like, it's also yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, it's also kind of like, are there? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, also, like, yeah, they're arms dealers. Like, they're not going to Yeah, be. I know. It wasn't even like they're a big corporation. All this argument, too, with social justice warriors that people are, as you call them, cesspools, like Reddit, are saying, but no one really seems to care about the other. Their underlining message is sort of like, yeah, the industrial the military industrial complex happens, but eh. yeah, I know that wasn't even. I know that was sort and of like very, glossed very, over. Very pro suicide bombing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are definitely into the like bombing. sacrificial. Yeah. Um, well, and so the, and it's funny because this and this is sort of like you know people will be somewhat familiar like when the Force Awakens came out, it was like you know super propaganda, you know because Finn is black, we can't have a black you know, hero. And so, I mean, like really kind of like, where are these people? Like what time do they think it is? It's like, it's 2018. Uh, and these people are still kind of obsessed with like, you can't have a, a black character in love with a white woman. You know, it was like this weird sort of undercurrent. And this kind of, well, like, she does fall in love with a white man in this one. Well, and I'm going to get to that <laughs> later, but, um, you know, it might be her brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, and this is sort of like a weird, um, Thing, and I think this is sort of, and I've talked about this before on the show uh, with Ryan Carey. We talked about this sort of uh, social justice warrior stuff in in the comics industry, and how you know misogynistic and racist a lot of comic book uh, writers are, and how the fandom can be like that. And Emma, I guess as a as a woman, mm-hmm. um, I am I, a woman. You are a woman. I wanted to just kind of get your take because a lot of this seems, and then we'll kind of get into some more details. But a lot of this is like it doesn't surprise me because. So especially the Star Wars community and like the mm-hmm. fandom are mostly like white guys who have never really grown out of this like infantilized version of like their lives where they were little kids and yeah. they watched Star Wars. I don't know if it's mostly the fandom. I don't think that's fair at all. Um, but 
Yeah, I think that it's uh, people have this such a almost kind of unhealthy relationship to certain things um, and to works of fiction, especially that you can't really do anything to please them because it's so grounded and such a weird kind of dark personal. That's what it means. Yeah, and it's yeah. like this weird, like leave it to beaver, like 1950s, yeah. <laughs> you know, like men and women and no, you know, interracial, you know, it, it, I know, I know that sounds like a kind of extreme. I guess that was extreme to sort of, blanket statement the Star Wars community, but yeah, I feel there's like a I'm lot the, of... I love Star Wars. So do I, but it doesn't surprise me that people are like, yeah. this is disgusting, like, you I know... I think those are people, too, that they will complain about anything, and hmm. it's more just that Star Wars is such a big cultural phenomenon that whatever happens in it is always going to be kind of sensationalized, not necessarily in a bad way, hmm. but just people like that are going to... People like that that would object to that in anything and be like a totally. black stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I guess what 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 strikes me though is that it it does go back to this like undercurrent that a lot of the you know in the nerd community are these people that like they grew up on these things as children mm-hmm. and they they sort of I think there's just sort of this like arrested development mm-hmm. that like because I saw Star Wars when I was like a little kid in the 80s Reagan was around you know and it's like the member <laughs> well, berries was great again. yeah exactly yeah. sort of like member berries kind of like weird nostalgia and then to see anything updated even a little bit mm-hmm. it's like some sort of a front to you know again it's like they find out that they you know their their mom had an affair you know, with a black guy, you know, it's like, it's like, oh my God, it's just like their life kind of comes crumbling yeah. around them. And as like a sort of an example of this, um, we could kind of talk because there, there was a lot of hubbub um, about this character, Rose Tico, mm-hmm. who, um, of course, I don't have her name up uh, just in front of me. I'll try and pull it up. But she's, um, she's a Vietnamese American actress. This is like her first big movie. She's been in some other stuff as well. Um, and of course I still can't, uh, oh, it's, uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Um, and she is sort of like teamed up with Finn in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and she has sort of gotten, I mean, just hatred from, from so many people on the internet, um, attacking her, attacking, you know, saying that she's, well, what do they, they keep saying? She's not unconventional. Yeah, which I'm, she is just has a round face. Like, yeah. she's a very normal, she's very attractive looking. Yeah. I don't understand. She looks just like an actress. Yeah, she looks um, like a movie star. Yeah, she's also like, they, maybe just because she's in like a jumpsuit, like a frumpy jumpsuit the whole movie, but yeah, they make her out to be, um, yeah, just like, like, like the ugly friend at the bar, <laughs> like you know, friend, that yeah. like you it get stuck with. It was a little with. bit of like the like, well, I guess I'm going to just be the, you know, the sidekick. Yeah, yeah, Always totally. a bridesmaid, never a bride mm. kind of a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And it was so stupid. Mm. Um, but yeah, people, I, again, I think people are just always going to complain about when they see something in a movie that, I guess, like diversity that they don't like. Yeah. It just upsets them. Well, and here's here's my sort of issue with it because like I actually I didn't like Rose. I thought she was just, I just like, feel like a... they didn't give her anything. I exactly. didn't have anything against her. I mean, her whole like she was definitely a horse girl. Like she's that oh, kind yeah, of girl totally. in the movie where like she when she touched that weird horse, horse thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely a horse girl, yeah. a space horse girl. But <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, her story was pretty boring and. 
Her, I also am remembering her sister is the one that kicked. Yeah, the yeah, she's that her would twin. not drop in gra- in a zero gravity <laughs> environment. Yeah, and that's how she died. Right, suicide bomber. Yeah, um, another yeah another uh, <laughs> pro suicide bomber uh, moment. Um, well, and you know, like you said too, I thought it was so. And this is what I found so funny was that like you know half of the the community is like attacking this poor woman, mm-hmm. and then the other half is like. This is such a step for progressive, you know, Hollywood, you know, step forward and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, just because they cast an Asian woman, okay, doesn't mean that it's progressive. They gave her almost nothing to work with. She had no character. Um, nothing really happens. And all she, the only purpose she serves is to Help teach a man, man a lesson. Yeah, yeah I know. It was like lesson. to teach a man compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like such an old trope yeah. of like, uh, especially like in fantasy and like science fiction, you know, there's always this like woman who's just sort of there. And it's in a lot of fiction, but you see that a lot in fantasy science fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, this woman is just sort of there to teach a man a lesson. And um, I don't know how that's supposed to like, I in, in of course, in the warp sort of progressive Hollywood mindset, I'm sure. But I actually found it really patronizing. That, yeah, that you know, that, that was like, that's your idea. And then kind of the same with like Holdo. I know a lot of people didn't like Holdo. There's this mm-hmm. weird theory that she's a lesbian and like that, that, you know, like what? that's, yeah, like then that's why she like hates Poe because he's like the big tough alpha oh, male. Well, let's, yeah, let's, all lesbians um, hate men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. No, I know. Yeah, exactly. That's the other, that. you know, right. That's the other <laughs> assertion we can get from that. Lesbians okay. all hate men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and people were like, oh, Holdo. So, and granted, the coolest scene in the entire movie is when Holdo turns that big ship around yeah. and, like, uh, jumps to no, light that speed. that was pretty cool. That was awesome. And even this movie, I love Laura Dern. And Me I too. And I was like, I was so upset that she yeah. was, again, given, what's her character? She's a cold witch, mm-hmm. you know, who for almost. Or not even a cold witch. She's just sort of this, like, uh like kind of non-feeling very meticulous kind of right exactly she's got yeah 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 and 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 you know and so much of it is like um uh whatchamacallit she's like uh she we we're under the impression that she's screwing up the whole time you know it's like dumb woman who thinks she can do everything uh and then she kind of screws up and then again what's the the purpose of laura dern is to teach Poe, a man, a lesson about, like, compassion while she kills herself. You know, so it's like, I don't really know what, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm, like, getting too, thinking too difficult, big about this, but I actually just found it. I'm a little, it's a little mind-blowing to me that you're thinking bigger about this, but then something that could be solved, like <laughs> gravity, I know, not bothering yeah. you. I guess so, yeah, I don't know, that, that's where I'm at with That's the, where we differ, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly, science movie. and uh, <laughs> social, uh. Justice. You're emotional. I'm logical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just I, I found all of that to be a bit, uh, and I found that that was like sort of something that like nobody wanted. You know, it was either like it was like stupid, dumb bimbo has to be in the movie versus like yes, this is so wonderful. Like you know, a step forward for women everywhere, and it's like a step forward for what? She's like, uh, I mean, they're they're both sort of just like throwaway characters with almost no development they have no lines there's like nothing all that important or Mm -hmm. interesting like rose is sort of like the cute frumpy friend Mm -hmm. you know like i I know that that's i'm not trying to say like that's who she is but that's like the impression and then haldo is again the the like you know know know-it-all stuck-up woman who Mm -hmm. you know 
you know, second guesses the, you know, Poe, the man. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of, and I guess to, to sort of, and I'll throw this to you after I, I say my piece, but to, mm-hmm. I'm going to whip out my social justice real quick here too, because there's, you know, um, uh, with, like what is Finn in this movie? Finn in the first movie is he's an interesting character. He's got complex emotion. He's funny, but it's not like, um, he's the joke guy. Whereas in the second movie, he is just a punchline giver. Like yeah. some of his lines are just literally like, these are punchlines and that's yeah. how he speaks. And then more importantly, you know, really get all social justice. What is Finn? A black man obsessed with a white woman and the white woman doesn't even think about him once for the entire movie and is instead obsessed with her maybe brother cousin <laughs> psychopath who wants to rule the galaxy as like a galactic dictator. She doesn't think about Finn at all, you know? And, and, and then and then all, all we get is her sort of like, who is Finn talking to? Who is that other girl? You no, know, with like Rose. I don't know. I kind of got that. So, but I, I don't know. Rose is like in a space coma by the time that Oh, yeah, she's but she's her. still like, Ray is like, oh, I guess he moved on. It's like, yeah, no, you know, no, duh. He, 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 you didn't even think about him. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there's going to be some silly little love triangle high school drama that'll happen in the next movie. Mm. Hopefully not. That would be cool if they could just be grown-ups. Um, um, I don't know. J.J. Abrams is going to do the next one, yeah. so I'm assuming we're going to go back mm-hmm. to, you know, like high school drama and Degrassi-style uh, fighting. I'm a little okay with that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I don't know, Emma, any, any, anything else on the, this sort of the, this sort of topic of... Uh, uh, and I, I know I'm, I'm maybe I'm making a little bit too much hay out of this, but again, I just no, for I, all the people that were like, I can't believe that you know they would put a black man in this. It's like, yeah, and they treated him the same way that most Hollywood uh, actors of color are treated, as like a punchline or as like they're obsessed with you know some white girl that doesn't mm-hmm. even like them, you know, and like that's. It. I just felt very like Remember this is like classic Hollywood. Character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he went from a lead yeah. actor to he like did, yeah. he's just the like jokey black guy, yeah. you know, who's of course he has to get it on with the frumpy Asian, you know. It's like what they the don't hell? get it on. She just stops him from suicide bombing. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, and that kiss was oh, awkward. That kiss was bad. I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and on on the sort of um, topic of uh, women being abused in, in Hollywood movies, we what the, yeah, I know, imagine right? Um, <laughs> Maybe we, you mean in the Star Wars universe? Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Um, and this was another thing that that kind of drove me insane. You know, everyone had these laudits for Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. in this movie, and they're oh, she was so regal looking, and they really made her look beautiful. And it was like, yeah, okay, they did, but it's you know. Spoiler alert, Disney probably helped kill her by forcing her to go on another diet. I mean, I think that they definitely... They exacerbated an underlying health problem. Yeah. And I don't think they helped the amount of pressure that they once again put on. You know, don't forget that this was like, you know, the Star Wars, they didn't force Carrie Fisher to become a cokehead, but they definitely made it easy for her to justify being a Mm cokehead all through the... Empire and Jedi because she had to lose weight and yeah. she'd used cocaine excessively to help her. So I talked about Carrie Fisher for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really was very upset when Carrie Fisher died. She probably made me love star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I always loved princess Leia. I think princess Leia to me was just like 
my idea of like the best movie character ever. She was beautiful and she, but she wasn't like, she didn't look like another princess. Mm. Like she also had brown hair and like did cool <laughs> stuff. And, uh, you know, Harrison Ford really liked her. Um, and I just, I've then just grown up loving Carrie Fisher and reading her books and everything she's done. And she's so cool. And just when she died, I was really, it was probably the hardest celebrity death I've yeah. ever. I really felt bad. Um, and just then watching this, it just felt so disrespectful. Mm. Just, I don't know why. I think I just was sort of, it's, yeah, I, I just didn't like the treatment. And I feel like the Disney treatment of anyone is going to be kind of questionable. Well, and, you know, people are it's sort of. Just, that's the other thing. It is Disney. Disney is, the, I would think. As far as you would go in a film industry, Disney is part of the dark side. Yeah, no, totally, Disney definitely, absolutely. Definitely is more yeah. in line with the Empire. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, of course, yeah. So to sort of have, everything. Yeah, so to sort of now know that there will be just, Disney will just pop these out, like, year after year for the rest of eternity. Mm. It just... Well, it's just salt in the wounds. No, it, it, yeah, and I don't want to get to that um, in, in one minute, but I just, if for people are there a little confused, I mean, there is a, a pretty, I would say, like, not confirmed rumor, but there is a belief amongst a lot of people that Carrie Fisher, they did tell her to lose weight. Um, and they put a, supposedly a lot of pressure on her. Yet, and again, how old is, was Carrie Fisher? I mean, it's been in her seventies. Like, or... I think she's nineteen when she made the first one. Right. So, so you know, she's sixties. Sixties. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. Come on, lose some weight, honey. Yeah. It's like she's a an old woman. Like this is this is what you know. Like she always she would always say that like, people are like, Ugh, you know, you don't look as hot as you did <laughs> when you were, you know, slave girl. She was like, I was nineteen. Yeah. Like that was the hottest I was ever going to <laughs> yeah. be. Like that was the peak of my like hotness yeah. was when I was, you but know, people, 18, but, 19. But these little fanboys can't have, it's not a real person. It's no, I know. Well, they, and they, the idea that, that Princess Leia looks like their moms yeah. is like, because then they have this whole like weird built, like they want to have sex with Leia, <laughs> yeah. but then it looks like their mother. So then it, you know, it, it brings up all it's these. It's just because to them, she's just a, you know, a figurine. She's not yeah. an actual person. Um, um, but anyway, Disney did supposedly put her under a lot of pressure and she started using drugs again, right? Really? Or I don't something. Think so. I thought there was something about that. I don't think she was that. ever using drugs again. I think she has been sober. She's probably, I don't think she was necessarily ever someone that lived the, she definitely lived a life. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I could imagine that, I could also imagine the pressure under yourself too. Like you, you want to look good right. in this movie that is, you know, so much of it is your movie. Yeah. It's, um, and you also then, yeah, you have this pressure from like a, you know, the giant compositist Disney. Yeah, exactly. You, Mickey is, you know, <laughs> looking down on you. And anyway, it's a belief that that actually exacerbated her heart and that it led to, mm-hmm. or it, it didn't help. It didn't help. It didn't help, it didn't help. Uh, her already underlying health problems. Yeah. So again, you know, when we're all plotting, you know, and, and applauding for uh, Disney and, and Star Wars and stuff, just remember that Disney killed Carrie Fisher and you should kind of People keep that in so mind. Like yeah, no, well, it is, yeah, it's, well, you know, yeah, the truth hurts, so get used to it. But anyway, Emma, you, you had just sort of mentioned there before, um, the, this sort of behemoth that is Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had originally mixed feelings about it. I was like, initially I was excited, cool, they're gonna make Star Wars movies again. Like, that's always exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then the Disney thing, I was like, oh, are these going to be like kind of cartoony, sort of childish, uh, you know, or very kind of like, you know, sort of all ages type thing. You know, they're not going to have anything dark or anything. Not that the other ones were all that I dark. I think that they're going to have those and dark movies and it's, and then not, and then like kind of in between movies. I think mm. it's going to be like a Marvel movie, like that yeah, kind so it's of gonna be like that kind of franchise that kind of franchise where it's just, there's always going to be one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's sort of just like, it doesn't matter. You'll watch it anyway. Right. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. To filmmaking. And it's just so sad. Like there might be a good one every once in a while. I do believe that's possible. Hmm. I do think that there is, there is the groundwork and the universe to make something kind of cool with it. Um, I kind of think that he did that with Star Trek a little bit. Like, there's that Star Trek universe, and with it, you can yeah. make, like, I think an enjoyable... Oh, yeah, I think the Star Trek remakes are, are actually you know, pretty good. Yeah, I think you can make an enjoyable movie out of them. I just think that in between that, there's going to be so many terrible... Well, yeah, we already, we've already got this, like, uh, young Han Solo, oh, which apparently is, like, just... One director was fired or quit, really? and then Ron Howard came in... And it's got um what's his name um from uh Atlanta is it he's playing young Lando mm, okay so uh, Donald, Glover. Donald Glover he's good I like yeah, him I like him um but I guess I mean what do you think of just this sort of like because this seems to be inherently the underlying problem that everyone seems to be having you know it's like mm-hmm. like like the the fans that, that complain and uh, nitpick these things it's like you but you realize the problem is is that like it's because they're continuing to make these. Yes. That is what's actually yeah. making this bad is because they're not, they're, you know, it, this isn't the original trilogy. Yeah. You know, they're, it's never going to be that. And until you kind of accept that. I think that this movie did help me come to terms with that, that I don't love Star Wars movies. I love the original trilogy. I mm. love those. To me, those are Star Wars. And then the rest of it is fan fiction. And, <laughs> That's kind of just helped me. Like, those were beautiful, like, amazing films that, yeah, did probably lead to films like this being made. <laughs> like, it did lead to the beginning of the end right. of great filmmaking in some ways. But they're so amazing and wonderful. Highly recommend them for those weirdos still listening. That yeah, haven't, haven't seen, seen them. Yeah. Um, because, like, I, I just see this as, like, it, like you said. These aren't those. These are just something else that, mm. uh, and they're gonna, they're gonna get even progressively weirder and worse. Yeah, I think that's, you just right. don't even recognize it anymore. Yeah, and that's, I remember, uh, Tom Secker, uh, mentioned this to me, um, one day we were, like, just sort of chatting about, sorry, we were sort of chatting about the whole, and the whole, like, kind of Marvel universe, Fast and the Furious, you know, this sort of, like, race to make more and more the fast fashion of you movies. Know. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. It is. It's like the fast fashion. Yeah, it's like H and M like style movie making. Um and you know it was and Tom was just sort of saying that like, you know, even when it was like even when it was like episode one, two and three, which were garbage, but even those, they were so kind of spaced apart from everything else mm-hmm. that there was still like something like, oh, but it's a Star Wars movie, you know, like we haven't Excuse me, we haven't seen one in a while. It was a big deal. So yeah, exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. It was like the magic of that. Whereas now, when it's like every year, like clockwork, <laughs> right before Christmas, you're going to get a Star Wars. You know, if it's not yeah. if it's not one in the sort of um, 
the, the sort of overall, overall arching storyline, it's going to be these one-offs, like Rogue One, the Han Solo mm-hmm. prequel biopic. Um, you know, it's, there's, <laughs> it's going to be, and then there'll be, I don't know what's after that, but there'll be, a, you know, then it'll be this new trilogy mm-hmm. and then there'll be another one-off. And it's sort of like, at that point, it's like, even if Fast and Furious 10 is going to be a good movie, <laughs> it's just kind of like, but there's, they're just, they're churning them out at such mm-hmm. a rate that like, I, I feel like you, it just, you kind of misses it, you know? It doesn't care about it. It's yeah. just, it's, it's just movies made by algorithms, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, like even, even, even like, I, I don't really, I'm not huge on like the Daniel Craig, James Bonds, but yeah. at least they're like spaced out enough that like, Okay, like, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it wasn't, I don't know, it just doesn't, I mean, and I guess some of those James Bond, they were making, like, back-to-back, but yeah. those were just better movies. I also just think that the universe that is Star Wars, people care so much about, and it's so, like, I think of some of my earliest memories are Star Wars memories. Like, I remember yeah. playing Star Wars and dressing up yeah. like Star Wars, and just uh, creatively, mm. it's so linked to so many people's lives that they're obviously, it's now seeing these it's gonna hurt and it's just that they're gonna just make them and they're gonna get i wonder if there will be the kids watching the star wars that are coming out now Hmm. are they gonna feel the way i can't imagine i don't know because there is definitely like a generation of kids there's i mean there's a generation of kids that grew up like with phantom menace oh i know the first one every little boy i know loves Phantom Menace. Yeah, you should pre- um, that you babies. I bet, yeah. <laughs> you know, just know lots of young boys. Um, but yeah, no, that is just like a thing. Yeah. Um, or are they? Or like they all it. watch that cartoon series? Yeah, they all watch that the cartoon Clone Wars series, series, and they like those movies. And I've even tried to, as easily as I possibly could explain it, try to explain that it's subjectively a bad movie to them. Yeah, and it's right. just not. They're like, I don't care. It doesn't yeah. really go over right. well. I just I. I wonder how these movies will be uh, sort of... I think they're going to be... I I mean, it's... I think they're still sort of throwaways. I kind of think that, too. I think they're... And they're going to just sort of fall in in line with, like you said, like the Marvel. Now Mm. we're seeing DC is about to just churn out, you know, like... Like, who needs another Superman movie? You know, like, why is Suicide Squad get it? They're going to make a second one of those, you know, like, who, Ant-Man? Who is watching these movies, though? Because I honestly wonder. Millions and millions of people. Because they, they all rake in, even when they're garbage, they but rake in a fortune. they're garbage. Yeah, they're I know, ugly, but they still. They're filmed terribly. There's, there's no story. There's no point to them. I just don't understand. I Well, I think, again, this sort of goes back to the whole issue where it's like, we live in this like sort of society where it, it's like, it's like that South Park with the Rob Schneider movies. Yeah. It's like, screw it. Like you'll watch it. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, it's like Rob Schneider is a stapler. Everyone's yeah. going to go see yeah. it. You know, like it doesn't matter what it is. And it, and mm-hmm. it's kind of true because like, especially with like the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. they're all garbage. They're all like, garbage. they're bad. They're yeah. just not well. They're either just like, like, like guardians of the Galaxy. It's just one long action sequence mm-hmm. with no character development. Or it's like, who actually cares about Doctor Strange or Ant-Man? Like, there were lame characters in the comics, and, like, their lame characters when Dominic Cumberbatch is, like, <laughs> you know, being him. Like, they're just, they're not that interesting. Yet, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like they've kind of hit, like you said, on this algorithm where they're just going to get, uh, you know, uh, in in some respects, too, I mean, people should check out um, 
uh, Tom's uh, work on, on some of the Marvel, especially the weird relationship between Marvel and the DOD, it actually seems to be kind of backfiring a little bit. And the DOD has sort of become so oversaturated with these movies that it's sort of, it's not getting quite the propaganda appeal that it wants. Um, and there is some reason to believe that like the Marvel franchise is sort of like on the downward spiral. And it's never going to go away, but they've like almost, I mean, it's like, Punisher, Daredevil, mm-hmm. like all the, you know, everyone's getting a Netflix show. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I, we, we talked about this in the bonus podcast, but like the South Park, like franchise prequel episode mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you're going to get this, this video yeah. game and then you're going to get the prequel film to this. And then, you know, and it's like, that is a sort of model. And I feel like, yeah, unfortunately, Star Wars is just going to become so watered down and so kind of like commodified yeah, yeah commodified exactly and i mean let's not it was always it was always commodified I mean, yes i mean you know the minute they discovered they could sell action figures yeah you look like, at the corgi change. toys yeah. yeah exactly um you know and again too i mean there's the star wars novels i mean the extended universe mm-hmm. of star wars is out there um but yeah i, I just it, it does feel like and especially now jj abrams is gonna do this last film so is it just it's just gonna be another remake of jedi Return of the Jedi, you know? I mean... I might get any walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that, that could change everything. If there's an Ewok? <laughs> if there's one Ewok, it could be just a test screen with just yeah. one Ewok, and it's a good movie for me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I guess, um, Emma, on that, on that kind of topic, I mean, is there is there anything else you want to say about just sort of the problem involved with the sort of, like, mass franchise mm. filmmaking... Because it does, you know, I I just, and this is the sick thing. I'm going to see the next Star Wars. I'm probably going to see all of them. I think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to go to a theater to Mm. see them again. And I, I, don't I know. like going to the theater. Like, I'll see a Fast and Furious movie in the theater. I've seen yeah. a lot of them in the theater, <laughs> but I don't know. I think I might, I think I might call it a day. Really? I think I'm gonna say I'm saying it here now. Okay, if someone well, pays, like if I like know someone that has movie pass, I'll go. Yeah, you know I'll go with them. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, I'll never. I'm never gonna see a 3D Star Wars movie. I'm never gonna. Well, I didn't see this one in 3D. Like I'm, not, I'm not. Yeah, like I won't even. That's a scam. I will go the last week. It's still playing, maybe, or I'm waiting to see it's it like later. The tickets don't get cheaper. <laughs> they don't get cheaper, but I'm not gonna... I had to wait online to see this. Mm. The line was so long, mm. um, and I I can't... I don't know why I felt bad being on that line yeah. afterwards. Well, I, I don't know. I think... I, I think... And this is probably, like, that creepy hold that they know they have is, like, I probably will pay to see the next... At least the... Yeah. Maybe not the Han Solo one, because <laughs> the, the one-off movies just seem kind of silly, but I'll definitely... I'm going to pay to see the final... I mean, you have to. It's the final I'll, act of I'll the pay, trilogy. I'll pay to see that. You know, like, you, you, you're you going to have to see that on the big screen. Yeah. And that's kind of, like... They know, and then you know, like oh, they know. when they re- when they do a new trilogy, it's like, well, you have to see the next one, yeah. you know, because and that's talk this, about slaves in the galaxy. I know it's like this. We'll do whatever, right? And that, our and, Disney master think, wants us, you know. And I think, like on some level, I think Last Jedi is a good popcorn movie, you know. Like, there's a lot of schlock out there. Like, uh, you know, look at the trailers that played when at least when I saw it. Rampage, I mean, that's a remake of a, of a video game with The Rock and a talking gorilla. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, <laughs> then there's Wrinkle in Time with, like, every dumb, mm-hmm. hip actor at the moment. 
Um, like what was like Zach Galifianakis, Mindy, whatever. Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, like this is just garbage. Like it is just like schlocky crap. Mm -hmm. So like on some level, it's like, at least it's a Star Wars movie, but it does seem like we're reaching this precipice of like, mm, it's like, it is, it's, it's just a fast and furious movie. Yeah. I think that movie, yeah, movies are really just become fast food, fast fashion. Yeah, fast exactly. Movies. Yeah, it's no, no. It, 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 turn it them is. out, turn them out. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. That's why I always kind of feel a little annoyed whenever celebrities complain about, like, you know, pay differences. I'm like, yeah, but you also are just getting paid to make the stupidest. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the, what's this new Liam Neeson, like, the commuter? It's like... <laughs> That is just, I don't believe there are multiple Liam Neeson movies. There's just one, and it's just always edited slightly. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. It's they like, just change the color, yeah, they it's change taken the lighting, on a train yeah, now. They cut certain scenes out, it's all the same movie. Yeah. Oh, and I think this is, again, this is sort of just indicative of, like, the whole issue of, like, where Hollywood is. Because it, it's almost now where it's like, you can't, you're not going to get a movie greenlit in Hollywood if it's not like, okay, but, like, what's the next four of them yeah. and like how do i sell this on a t-shirt or a hat yeah. you know um and that's like the wrinkle in time there's mm-hmm. going to be wrinkle in time four five six seven you know they're going to make those forever um you, you like I, I mean uh the rock makes like four or five movies a year <laughs> he, he said he, he's not even going to run for president until like 2022 because that's when his like hollywood schedule opens up <laughs> enough that he could campaign you know, um, and I, I, you know, Tom and I talked in our um, Boxing Day special. We're both uh, huge supporters of The Rock running. Really? Definitely. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, he. there's no way he could be any worse than anybody no, else. No, no, no. I don't think there's any way he could be worse, but it is sort of, it, it just sort of feels like it, is having a movie star as a president really what we need for the world? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to be But it's not worse. a movie star. It's The Rock. It's The Rock. I know. It is The first Rock. First he would tell us, he was like the first person to know about the Bin Laden raid, so maybe he would I'm actually sure tell us the secrets. I'm sure he knows about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that was an accident, but um, yes. <laughs> well, you never know with The Rock. Um, no, I think there's a... Vin Diesel be his running mate? Maybe, yeah. I don't think they like each other. I've oh, really? They, I've heard they got, like, a little bit of beef. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest... I know some people are going to hate me, but I'm not the biggest <laughs> Vin Diesel fan. Um, well, um, anything else, Emma, on uh, on this? I mean, um, like you said, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to see the next one. I think you're going to see it, too. Anything we didn't get to um, any little nitpicks or, I mean, let's just, let's try and end on some positives with the movie. We talked blue milk. We talked zero gravity. I think. Is that, that's about uh, everything for you. uh, That, those were like the main things for me, for sure. Um, Well, you know, let's, let's try to, um, you know, to say something positive about, (laughs) you know, uh, if you don't I, have, but if you don't have anything nice to say, I guess that's fine. But I liked, I, I liked, um, I liked the dress. I like Holdo's dress. dress. Um, I like that I it wasn't. I guess I liked Porgs. Okay. I guess we established that. Um, and I was gonna say I liked that it wasn't entirely filled with fan service. You know, it wasn't like everything was like a callback mm-hmm. or like a joke mm-hmm. or. Um, you know, or, or when there was fan service, it wasn't like 
beating it over the head, you know, fan um, service. I, I didn't like the time. It felt very long. It was long. It was like three and a half <laughs> hours or something. It felt longer, too. It felt like five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that's my my closing statement about it. Okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, you heard it first here. Emma really hated uh, The Last Jedi. I, I not as much. I mean, I would say... I'm a bit of a hater. I feel yeah. like I am hard to please, and I am, like... I, yeah, I expect I expect excellence. <laughs> you know, I think though that's the problem with this is like you shouldn't. What no, do you really I expect know, out of obviously, Disney? Obviously, of course. You know, um, and again, it's never going to be the the. This is my this is my whole issue is that the people that really complain about them. I'm not saying you fit in that category, but people that are like really just sort of like violently upset. Mm-hmm. What they want is to have their minds erased and they want to go back to when they were a child, you know, where everything was, where America was great and they want to rewatch four five and six and they want to capture that. And that's never really going to happen. And part of me is like, this is good in like, you kind of not, you don't need to kill off your childhood, but you do need to kind of move on. You should, gr- you should try to grow up at some point. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should attempt to sort of like grow and, and become mm-hmm. like a, a new or a bigger person. Um, you know, maybe you don't need to be so obsessed with um, th- this movie that you idolize from when you were a child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's like again, it kind of speaks to the like arrested development. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I, w- I would say it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, it, it's also it's just like you know, it 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 is the like make America great. It's like make Star Wars great <laughs> yeah. again. You know, it's like it's the same sort of like you're hitting on all of those those ideas and those ideals. So, it's always felt so weird to me. It's obviously a diverse place. Half of the people in the movie are aliens. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't quite. I don't really get why. Why uh, it's yeah. been adopted by, um, or it's like the, the like psychos that are like the first order is cool, like you know, like they're they're the alt right of the uh, of the galaxy. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, is there a franchise sort of untapped that you would like to make? Like, what is there a world that you would like to see movies or even television be made uh, of? I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. have one? That you're like dying. I think if Dune was, if there mm. could be a good Dune, that would be cool. I would watch it. Uh, the only way that would happen is if it was animated. Yeah, if it was animated. Yeah, yeah. yeah if um, there was like a Dune anime, I'd be yeah, all about that. Would that. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess um, we we still have um, about 15 minutes There's- here. <laughs> and speaking of uh, of like universes that I I didn't think I wanted oh, are we to talk see. About it? Yeah, I didn't think I wanted to see it uh, on the on the big screen or on the small screen, at least on the television screen, is uh, Archie (laughs) Comics. Um, This is something you introduced to me literally last night, and I um, I got sucked in pretty fast. But there is a show called on the CW, it's a great network, um, (laughs) called Riverdale, which is I think we're gonna cover on the show at some point um, (laughs) once we once we finish uh, the, the. at least the, the first two seasons, but it is basically like the Archie characters supplanted into this like dark conspiracy. Uh, yeah. Obviously-
like 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, they're all 30. Yeah, it's okay if you, like, think they're hot, because <laughs> they are not high. They are not sophomores. <laughs> right. Um, but it is actually, like, a really... Uh, it, it's actually... I only bring it up, too, because it's, like... Because you really like it. No, I do. I do. I actually really like this show, Riverdale, now. It's, like, it's got this sort of, like, Buffy feel to it. Um, and it's surprisingly, like, it's actually well-written. Like, the actors are all good. It's got an amazing uh, Luke Perry finally just sort of turning his career around. This is, like, the role he was born to play. Um, I think he was, like, how am I going to be in another teen drama? I'm getting too old. And then he was, like, I just hit the right age. I'm teen drama yeah. dad age. Um, and it's, like, this weird, like, you wouldn't think it would. But so, basically, it's, like, the Archie character, like, Jughead is in it with the hat. And they call him Jughead, but he's like this dark, scary sort of like writer, crime novel writer. Um, and it's like it takes so place in a small rude. town, and it's like about this young boy who's murdered. Um, and it it is like the Archie possible twincest. Yeah, possible twincest. A There's, lot of a lot of secrets. Yeah, a lot of conspiracies. There's already a teacher student relationship. Yeah, there's but, a, there's a lot to the show. Um, and it's like one of the weirdest, like, sh- pr- show premises. That we were saying before, like, imagine pitching this, like, okay, so it's Archie, all right? But, you know, everyone is sort of like evil and like mean and like there's like a hard edge to this mm-hmm. and there's students being murdered and there's dark conspiracies involving, you know, the, the city government and, um, and it's like the strangest, weirdest, uh, sort of premise. And yet it works well and it's, it, it gives me hope. That, um, you know, maybe there, that some of these, uh, it's, you know what it is? It's like, that's how you reboot a weird old series. You just take the character names <laughs> and that's about it, you know? And, and like some of their personality, but just sort of like injected into like teen drama, um, you know, sort of like, it's almost like a, like Degrassi meets like Twin Peaks, sort of a, that's a good way of murder mystery, yeah. but like in a high school. Mm-hmm. You know, with like a, a touch of Buffy in there. But anyway, that's completely off topic. They should do the War of the Roses, but in a high school setting. <laughs> um, nah, I don't it, know. It could be contemporary. Just keep the names and the events. Just do it in a <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I think it would be a good way of learning history, and it would get a uh, much-needed attention to yeah. another franchise that you could capitalize on. So anyway, if if people are interested in uh, check out Riverdale, let me know what you fans out there, listeners, let me know what you think. I was definitely at first a friend recommended it to me, and I was like, "That's a children's show. I'm not watching a teen drama." And I uh, feel feel silly now. Yeah, it's I, it's actually like it's addictively good. It's addictively it's, good. I mean, it is. I'd even go so far as to say it's not even guilty pleasure. Like I would be willing to tell people. I just told obviously you told thousands of people, of people on the radio. A lot of people are going to think it's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, about ten minutes left, um, and I definitely really? want you. Uh, yeah, we still got a little time. I definitely wanted you um, to uh, plug your work and your website and stuff like that. But um, quickly too, we're now in 2018. Yeah. Um, obviously, 2017 was probably not the most fun year. No, um, no I don't but think so. Is there anything, uh, any advice or anything you're, you're, any predictions for 2018? Hmm. It's never good to have dead air on uh, the I radio. Know, I know. So. <laughs> this is not a visual medium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Uh, well, any, anything you're, you're, uh, you know, looking forward to? Anything that uh, you think to. people should be concerned about or looking into? I mean, into? I think people should be concerned about a lot, a lot of things. Clearly, Star Wars is not one of them. I <laughs> hope that we didn't, I, I don't want people to think that they just need to know about Star Wars and Riverdale to get an informed person from this show. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm pretty worried about the state of the world. I feel like I, I had a moment at New Year's where I just sort of felt like, yeah, it's probably not going to be better or worse. Mm. It might just be some of the same. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of um, – I, I think I'm gonna, I'll probably be talking about this later tonight on uh, Chuck's show, but uh, it, it does seem like the – rhetoric uh, and stuff towards like North Korea and Iran is like mm-hmm. actually reaching that sort of level where like, it's not just talk. Now it's like, yeah. no, the axis of evil does need to be defeated. And like, here's how we're going to do it. And you see like already, like, I don't know if you saw him, but like the airdrop the rock. Uh, yeah. I know that might be the only way to, to fix it, but you know, they're already talking about how North Korea is trying to weaponize anthrax with zero mm-hmm. evidence, which is just what we did before no, Iraq. It, it, it really does uh, feel like the beginning of the apocalypse, which I think it felt like that last year. But now it's um, now it seems more like we're it's not like funny anymore. No, exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not funny, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. And it, 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 it has that that feeling, too, of like now it's real. Like mm-hmm. there was almost like 2017. It was like so bad. You were like. You know, like this all, yeah. like I'm gonna wake up from this nightmare <laughs> soon. Know. And now it's like, mm, psych, like three mm-hmm. more years of, at least three more years yeah. of uh, El Presidente. And, you know, it's just like, there's just like no way out of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, my predictions for 2018 are also, uh, not super, uh, bright and, and rosy. Um, I mean, especially these, like, Iran protests. I don't know if you've been following, yeah. but it's, like, basically it's, like, the MEK uh, yeah. is now coming out of retirement. And uh, did you say, I mean, they don't even refer to them as a, as a, they won't even say, like, controversial group. Yeah. It's just, like, the opposition yeah. movement known as the no, MEK. I, yeah. Um, so that's something to be concerned about. Um, Emma, quickly, though, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're trying, we, we wanted to do this episode to sort of, uh, give you something a little bit more positive and laid back before I feel like I didn't World help. War III. I feel like I really just sort of you wanted you wanted fluff and I was just I just you know no that's okay I think garbage we, I think we still yeah but I think we still gave people a little you know this if if nothing else this will be one podcast you can listen to I think pretty much any time this year if you're feeling uh, sad and lonely um, <laughs> but um, if you're feeling sad and lonely it's called Riverdale yeah exactly yeah and 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 check out Riverdale I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get quite a lot of uh, response from this. So I can already tell this is the type of episode where Ed uh, makes fun of me um, on his show. And uh, he, I, I had you on one time. He was like, he was plugging our, mm-hmm. our, our orphan black episode. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, he's got his sister. And then he was like live on the air. He's like, ah, Pierce, get it together. He's like, I, and I don't know what this episode is going to be. So I'm sure this is another one that Ed's going to love uh, promoting uh, before his show. Or I'm not an after expert his show. in anything I talk about on yeah. here. You did not bring um, in the most qualified. Well, no, but I think we all the same. I think we, we gave uh, the listeners a little bit of respite. Before mm-hmm. uh, World War Three happened, definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, Emma, I wanted to uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, and again, uh, people can find all of your art by going to mm-hmm. emmaredmond.com. Do you want to give out your Instagram if people want to follow uh, you? Uh, Emma Redmond under or Emma, it's Emma underscore underscore Redmond. And I, I do textiles and quilts mostly, and 
some some fashion. Yeah, too. and and some drawings as well. You've uh, like, no, haven't you've, drawn in probably five years. <laughs> oh well, you have drawings on your website. I think I have a few. I might have a few. Yeah. I have to update it a little. All right. Well, well, yeah. Well, Emma, thank you for joining us, uh, and thank you all for listening. Uh, and I will be coming to you uh, next week. I've got a couple of ideas for some shows. But uh, until then, I'll be talking to you very soon. No taboo topics. No taboo topics. No fear of doom. No fear of doom. We are. We are. American Freedom Radio. American Freedom Radio. American Survival Wholesale is a proud sponsor of the American Freedom Radio. And when you purchase quality products from AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com, you help support this program. Our quality non-GMO foods do not contain MSG, high fructose corn syrup, or heavy metals. At American Survival Wholesale, you can choose from over 8,000 quality products, including self-defense weapons, bug-out bags, and long-term storable food at wholesale prices. We also have custom food packs available, including gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegetarian packs. If we don't have it, you don't need it. American Survival Wholesale is a veteran-owned and operated company, which also supports our veterans in need, and we are very active in disaster relief. If you would like to become a distributor, please email us at bugoutamerica at usa.com or call 818-720-0759. We offer free consultations to answer all your questions. Do it today while things are calm. That's americansurvivalwholesale.com. We all know that they're not telling us the truth. So stand up for your rights, demand the real medicine, and your right to use it and grow it. This is Rick Sensen, and you're listening to American Freedom Radio. And I hope people support American Freedom Radio. And I hope people vote with their dollars and really understand the value of having American Freedom Radio. Because that's my family. If you love me at all, Jack Blood, support American Freedom Radio. Like, my family has literally disowned me. <laughs> American Freedom Radio, Danny and Don and those guys, those are my actual family. So please, please support these guys because they have all the technology. They have all these great things that they're going to do. But obviously, they can't do it all by themselves. So not only would I like to see you support them, I'd like to see you retweet them and repost them and really get involved and get on the, the bandwagon, so to speak, on doing that do-it-yourself promotion because they're a do-it-yourself radio network, and, uh, and we just need that so much. Assassination. You know what's interesting about assassination? Well, not only does it change those popularity polls in a big hurry, but it's also interesting to notice who it is we assassinate. Do you ever notice who it is? Stop to think of who it is we kill. It's always people who've told us to live together in harmony and try to love one another. 
Jesus, Gandhi, Lincoln, John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, John Lennon. They all said, try to live together peacefully. Bam! Right in the head. Apparently, we're not ready for that. Yeah, that's difficult behavior for us. We're too busy thinking around, sitting around trying to think up ways to kill each other. Here's one we came up with. It's efficient, too. Genocide, you know? Killing large numbers of people simply because they don't look like you, they don't talk like you, and they don't have the same kind of hats you do. You ever notice that anytime you see two groups of people who really hate each other, chances are good they're wearing different kind of hats. Keep an eye on that, it might be important. You're listening to AmericanFreedomRadio.com, the network who perseveres in delivering intelligent debate, constructive dialogue with true independence. The freedom to broadcast the truth is not free at all. So what is American Freedom Radio worth to you? The empowering information with fun, honest and pure integrity behind it provides an example to follow. Friendships to flourish with the moral altruism that pulls no punches. The hosts sacrifice and show remarkable discipline in their duty to deliver quality radio and service to the community with strength, wisdom and loyalty. The founders of AFR wish to thank you personally for sharing your views and insights to make the best radio and alternative media. Now it's time for you to give something back and play a vital role in the future of America. Be as generous with us as we've been with you. Click on the donate banner at AmericanFreedomRadio.com or volunteer by emailing AmericanFreedomRadio at Ymail.com. Vaccine, psychotropic drugs and artillery batteries not included. Prepare your mind to experience American Freedom Radio.